generously shares its own philosophy on its website, setting out the 10 things Google has found to be true. They are smart but obvious PowerPoint lines helpful in employee indoctrination, especially necessary when your headcount explodes by 50% in a year, to 16,000 at the end of 2007 and to 20,000 before the end of the following year. Focus on the user and all else will follow, Google decrees, it's best to do one thing really, really well. Fast is better than slow. You can make money without doing evil. There's always more information out there. The need for information crosses all borders. These are useful, but they don't tell the entire story. There's more to learn from watching Google. The question I ask in the title is about thinking in new ways, facing new challenges. Solving problems with new solutions, seeing new opportunities, and understanding a different way to look at the structure of the economy and society. I try to see the world as Google sees it, analyzing and deconstructing its success from a distance, so we can apply what we learn to our own companies, institutions, and careers. Together, we will reverse engineer Google. You can bring this same discipline to other competitors, companies, and leaders whose success you find puzzling but admirable. In fact, you must. Google is our model for thinking in new ways because it is so singularly successful. Hitwise, which measures internet traffic, reported that Google had 71% share of searches in the United States and 87% in the United Kingdom in 2008. With its acquisition of ad-serving company DoubleClick in 2008, Google controlled 69% of online ad serving, according to Attributor, and 24% of online ad revenue, according to IDC. In the UK, Google's ad revenue grew past the largest single commercial TV entity, ITV, in 2008, and it is next expected to surpass the revenue of all British national newspapers combined. It is still exploding. Google's traffic in 2007 was up 22.4% in a year. Google no longer says how many servers it runs, estimates run into the millions, and it has stopped saying how many pages it monitors. But when it started in 1998, it indexed 26 million pages. By 2000, it tracked 1 billion. And in mid-2008, it said it followed 1 trillion web addresses. In 2007, and again in 2008, says the Millward Brown brand's top 100, Google was the number one brand in the world. By contrast, Yahoo and AOL, each a former king of the online hill, are already has-beens. They operate under the old rules. They control content and distribution and think they can own customers, relationships, and attention. They create destinations and have the hubris to think customers should come to them. They spend a huge proportion of their revenue on marketing to get those people there and work hard to keep them there. Yahoo is the last old media company. Google is the first post-media company. Unlike Yahoo, Google is not a portal. It is a network and a platform. Google thinks in distributed ways. It goes to the people. There are bits of Google spread all over the web. About a third of Google's revenue expected to total $20 billion in 2008 is earned not at Google.com, but at sites all over the Internet. Here's how they do it. The Google AdSense box on the homepage of my blog, buzzmachine.com, makes me part of Google's empire. Google sends me money for those ads. Google sends me readers via search. Google benefits by showing those readers more of its ads, 
which it can make more relevant, effective, and profitable because it knows what my site is about. I invited Google in because Google helps me do what I want to do. I, in turn, help spread Google by putting its ads on my page and by embedding its YouTube videos, Google Maps, and Google Search Box on my blog. When I link to a page on the Internet, I help Google understand what that page is about and how popular it is. I make Google smarter. With our clicks and links, we all do. Google is clever enough to organize that knowledge and take advantage of it. It exploits the wisdom of the crowd and thereby respects us in the crowd. Google trusts us. Well, most of us, except those damn spammers, but then Google has ways to ferret out the evil few among us. Google realizes that we are individuals who live in an almost infinite universe of small communities of interest, information, and geography. Google does not treat us.